everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Smart Mentality Podcast over here on Barbershop Mentality Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Old Dan Dell. I'm here with my man's JD, who happens to be from New York. What's up, homie? Yo, yo, what's good? What's good? Chilling, chilling, man. You know, we got them official Smart Mentality t-shirts popping right now over on Amazon. I'm going to give you all the link. In the, uh, it's going to be in the, the description of all the uh, of all the podcasts from now on, so you'll be able to see it. If you're listening over on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your, uh, your podcast from, you know, we out there, baby. So uh, we're going to get into this week of wrestling. You know, we'll talk about the, uh, all the, the goodies of what happened, the good, the bad, and the and the real trash talking to you about the yes. last week. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, let's get into it, man. What we got first? All right. So, um, just, you know, off the top, you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that happens. Well, there's a decent amount of stuff that happened this week. Um, I guess we'll, we'll start, you know, with uh, the, you know, stupid controversy about John Cena and Nikki because we, we was kind of talking about it last week. And the week or, or was it the week before i don't know but pretty much um you know there's a lot of rumors that they're getting back together so everybody in the wrestling community is like was this whole thing just a work to promote total bellas and it's like generally i don't care but i just think it's funny because the reaction that the the iwc has had towards this whole thing mm-hmm. um you know, it, it's, it's kind of weird, but I mean, like, I watched that, you know, I don't know if you saw that uh, John Cena, like, kind of um, confessing his whole, you know, love and admiration for Nikki, but... Was it in that like, interview? Like, yeah, yeah, that was that, that uh, Good Morning America shit. Oh, no, nah, I didn't see that shit. I mean, I saw but, uh, it, I saw I mean, it, but I, I didn't watch, watch the yeah. whole thing. It was actually, yeah. like, I could see it being genuine, but it was like the... You know, it was like one of those things where the dude realizes he fucked up and had his whole epiphany afterwards and was willing to say anything he needed to in order to get back with her. It was one of those types of things. But I don't know. Like, I, I don't think it's a work. I think I think a lot of people are trying to, to gas it up like it's a work just because they're, they're you work, you know, they're wrestling fans and they think everything's a work. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't necessarily think it's a work, but I just think it's kind of like a weird messy situation because you know like usually when a dude breaks up with a girl and then he tries to get back with her like right away like the initial feeling is like oh that's i don't know if that's a if if that's something that should be happening like it seems like kind of a mistake because you're kind of just acting on weird impulses Mm -hmm. but um i don't know like i don't know if you had any opinions on that but i just felt like we should bring it up yeah i think it's 100 percent work man i i I thought it was a uh, uh, work from the beginning, man. I was like, John, I was like, I was like, this she knew he didn't want kids. I was like, <laughs> yeah, she really did though. Like this man made it super clear. Like I don't watch Total Divas, but I saw that clip. Yeah, we yeah we all saw that clip. That was floating around everywhere, man. Like he said he he said he didn't want to get married again, but then he he got married. So I guess she was thinking, oh maybe he'll want kids. I don't. I don't really care. Uh, I think it's I think I think it's all the work. I think they trying to boost ratings for the wedding. Uh, I think I think they probably think people forgot about the wedding, and uh, the show just came back. They recorded the breakup on the show. Uh, yeah, it's all it's all the work to be. 
Yeah. Yeah, probably. Anyway, we just had to bring that up. Yeah. Oh man. But uh, let's move along, man. I I, I don't want to spend too much time on that. So yeah. uh let's let's talk about something more uh important. So big cast. Yeah, SmackDown superstar Big Cass is injured again, or is this a work as well? I don't know, man. I think so. <laughs> I think this one's real because like mm. there's been enough uh, reports about it, mm. and it's like Big Cass has had this whole up and down. Like both, you know, like Enzo and Cass in general have had a huge up and down slope on WWE because like they blew up in NXT. They came the main roster. Everybody still loved them, and then you know they started. They, you know they broke them up. And things started to get rocky, like, you know, the Enzo situation, as we already know. And then Cass got hurt, left, came back. And now we got this situation where fucking Cass gets hurt again. Like, what was it, at a house show? Uh, Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I think it was on a tour in Europe still. And it was at, you know, a live event, house show. Mm-hmm. So this was so this this was after the beatdown from Daniel Bryan or was it before? Because like I'm after. not sure if the okay so oh damn because I I thought that Daniel Bryan segment was kind of to write him off. I wasn't sure if it like you know because sometimes they it, get hurt in like, like uh, this, um I haven't heard anything about it being before, but I've, all I've been hearing was that uh they said he was limping and all this and that to to show how Daniel Bryant got him out and then got him out of the uh the 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 money in the bank competition or whatever. Mhm. And so um they said it was, you know, they're showing that it's Daniel Bryant's fault or whatever because he 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 tore his knee up. Um and a lot of people were speculating that he might have a run in next week again when Daniel Bryant faced Samoa Joe. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Though. I mean, I I think that that makes the most sense, obviously. Like, yeah. it, it's hard to tell because the way that they've been talking about this injury is, is as if it was real, and I heard reports about him being extremely pissed off. But that being said, we we did talk about, like, you know, a few episodes ago about the whole, you know, WWE sending out false reports to kind of uh, hoodwink the audience a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't hurt um, mm-hmm. and it, you know, kind of was just to add to this angle, and you know, I feel like it, it it's a plausible, but it's just hard to tell, you know, because you know WWE they're they're kind of being shady with their whole report, you know, backstage report shit nowadays, because they the you know they I think they've successfully weeded out who is, is giving up all this information and shit like that, and they're trying to control it to the best of their ability. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I, I feel like if he is hurt, it sucks because he just came back, and like if you know, he, it would mean he's done after this. Like I, I feel like it would be hard to, you know, restore him to what they want him to be. Yeah. But um, if if not, then you know, it, it is kind of up to a good angle, you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like. Daniel Bryan, you know, he we will we'll be talking about it later, but you know, even though the Daniel Bryan big cast feud is kind of strange to me, I feel like it would be a good way to get heat on cast. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the worst thing ever. 
No, I, I agree. Um, I, like you said, I think it's a good way to get heat on cast. And I think it was it was dope pairing him up with Daniel Bryan in the beginning because, you know, everybody loves Daniel Bryan. And, yeah, you, exactly. you, and you don't need Daniel Bryan in the title picture right now, you know. You, nah, it's it's super crowded. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's it's a good it's a good way to help cast in the ring, you know, like because I feel like Daniel Bryan's a good guy that knows how to work off of cast's strengths. Yeah. And I, you know, I, for what it was worth, I liked the last match that they did have. Yeah. I and, it was fine. And, and it's like, you know, even though he's not in the title picture, he's main evented Raw. I mean, not Raw, SmackDown, like how many times? Like a, a, a lot, you know, since yeah. he's been back. So, you you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. I like I like where it's at. Um, I hope Cass isn't injured, you know, because I, I hate when people get injured. It like messes up storylines and all that. Um mm-hmm. So, you know, but we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. You know, hopefully they make the best of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Speaking so of yeah, we'll SmackDown, see, we'll see. you know. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of SmackDown, Stick, we got uh, SmackDown. Uh, last week we talked about how Raw got that big deal from NBC. Uh, NBC, and it was like $400 million. Um, so SmackDown, they... Uh, they officially shopped SmackDown to Fox, and Fox was one of the ones that we we said was in the run. I think it was like Fox, Amazon, and Facebook Watch. Um, mm-hmm. and so they said SmackDown's contract is for like over a billion dollars for uh, five years. So that's 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 crazy. That's crazy right there. <laughs> like just yeah, thinking yeah. about that. Yeah, they said the deal is, is three times uh, the amount that they had from the, uh, NBC for you know for showing it on USA. Um, so I'm like, shit, don't get your money. Like I said last week, whoever is in charge of, you know, WWE brand to get them money, they, they're doing their job. I don't know about these writers exactly. on TV, but that <laughs> that motherfucker is doing his job. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I hate to use like quotes and shit, but that really is a money move. Like, yeah, it, <laughs> and, and, like in more ways than one, because like you know that's that's a big name, a big like uh, television dis- uh, distribution company, and like I'm just curious about where, like, what channel will it be on? Will it be on Fox or will it be on one of their like side channels? Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've been seeing that it's gonna be on Fox. Like the regular, I feel fun. like that makes the most sense because it's like it would be on cable. Like, it's there's more people that could watch it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, and that you know that makes the most sense because didn't they cancel Gotham also? Yeah, Gotham's on its last season, so yeah. I think there's still one more season. So, okay. but it's not it's not coming to the fall of 2019. Also, nah. So so that's gonna be it's gonna be it's a while from now. Um. And it's it's a great deal. I like it. Uh, and SmackDown, I'm really enjoying SmackDown of all the of all the shows, you know. So, I think I think it's a good job. But I think it, it'll probably be a lot. The roster will probably be way different than it is now. By then, we'll yeah, probably that's, have, that, that's the one thing that yeah. is kind of bittersweet about it because, like, on paper, like if they were going to Fox right now, like it would be insane. But you know, they have time that, you know, between now and then to kind of adjust the roster if they feel like they need to, because like, you know, we, we both know, and I think everybody else knows that SmackDown is kind of like top loaded. And you know what, now that I think about it, about it, it might be purposeful because they might be trying to get eyes on SmackDown before this move happens. Mm, So they might be trying to say, Hey guys, like, you know, watch SmackDown. And then when it goes to Smack uh, to, to Fox, definitely watch it. And, 
they might adjust it before then. But um, I hope not too much because I really like what they're doing right now on SmackDown. And, you know, I kind of prefer, like, I don't know, maybe it's just me being, like, a little bit of a wrestling hipster, but it's like, you know, I've been advocating for SmackDown even before the brand split. Like, there was a period of time where I was watching SmackDown, and it was, like, it was doing pretty well. Yeah. And, you know, the first brand, you know, the when the brand split happened initially, um, I felt like there was momentum. And, you know, obviously it's been ups and downs, but I feel like it's, you know... We'll, we'll we'll get to it. We'll we'll get to it. Let's let's talk about Raw and SmackDown. But yeah. overall, like, yeah, I think this is a big move for for SmackDown overall, and I think it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. Because um, I did hear some people saying that it's kind of interesting that they didn't just put it on the WWE Network because, like, you know, I, th- I think the original plan for the network was to kind of transition from TV, but. I guess since the network hasn't been as successful as they planned, they kind of need these other moves to kind of sustain them. Yeah, um, makes sense. Also, they have like those. Uh, they ha- they have they they have they put out those surveys uh, a while back. You know, yeah. asking if you know we would like to see like Ring of Honor and New Japan and TNA up there also. So I think they're still trying to do that, like get other promotions to uh, mm-hmm. to use the WWE network to stream their stuff. Which, mm-hmm. Which, me, man, I'm cool with that, man. You know, <laughs> one central hub for everything. <laughs> but but you need competition to keep people on their toes, which I don't think they'll own those other brands. I just think, you know, it'll be dope for everybody to work together. Yeah. You know, so it is. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. Definitely. Oh yeah. Also, anyway. so speaking of, uh, I heard that you know, well, we got the the United Kingdom tournament coming up, or whatever, right? Okay. And speaking of working together and shit, I heard WWE is like they made the tournament so they can like pulse on uh the, the uh, what you call it? what is it the world of sports uh that's coming back in the UK. Uh, so, <laughs> so like la- I think they said uh so last year when they got like uh. Uh, what's it called? Roderick, uh, Roderick Strong and uh, uh, Bobby Fish and all those guys. Uh, you know, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole. Like, uh, Ring of Honor wasn't too happy with it. You know, with them uh poaching in on their on their property and stuff like that. So, yeah. Because <laughs> I think those guys were under contract whenever they had initially reached out to them. And uh-huh. so, and as and as so WWE has been playing fair for a while, so I can see why nobody wants to wants to work with them like that. I mean, I think I think Impact still does, and I think Impact is doing a good job. Uh, I mean, not the show wise. I'm talking about the company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the company. They're they're doing a, a good job, you know, making the moves, like building more relationships with everybody. Like, cause like before, when there was still TNA or Global Wrestling, whatever shit was called, Global Force. I don't know, and you know, Owl with the Owl and all that stuff. They they was pissing off everybody too. Like they sent Ring of Honor to cease and desist, so Ring of Honor was pissed at them. But I think mm-hmm. uh, everybody's starting to come around because it's on the new management now. So, but we'll see. Yeah. So yeah, let's get into Raw and SmackDown. What, what, what happened this week? This week, I feel like was a paradigm shift. So I mean, we both know that SmackDown has been better. And we spoke about this earlier even. But I feel like this week in particular was one of those weeks where you're like, yeah, like SmackDown 
is vastly improved over Raw. And for some reason, I like I don't know what it was, but Raw had you know it had a couple of good matches, but there was there wasn't a lot there. And it, on top of that, they just had some cringeworthy segments and like. I don't know. Did you did you watch all of Raw this week? I want to. Uh, no, man. Did I skipped a lot of it, man. Because like, I was seeing the cringe and the cringiness, and I was like, I can't watch this. Specifically yeah. that that Bobby Roode segment. But do you want to save that Bobby for last, Ash. or you want to get into? Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 we'll, we'll save that. But um. Okay, so it started off with uh, Kurt Angle coming out. And he, uh, was he talking about Money in the Bank? You know, like I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie. I don't even know because. Oh, was he I, talking I about Ronda Rousey and them? I think, I think he yeah like he started talking about Ronda but then he kind of transitioned because like mm-hmm. I think Roman interrupted him. Oh no, Stephanie came out first. Yeah. And then she started talking about the Ronzi con- uh, contract signing and all that stuff. The uh Rousey and, and Nia Jax for the mm-hmm. uh, for the women's championship match. And then Roman came out bitching again. If you're going to say my name, say it to my face. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on, with Roman. Uh yeah, it's. I mean, it's more what we talked about before, where it's like, like they're trying to get the fans behind them, but nobody really wants to be a Roman fan. Like, you know, they're trying to to get him to be the people's guy, and they really missed their window on making that shit work. So mm. nobody's buying it, and it's just sad. Like, like you know, you always know where it's going, and like they kind of set up the, a little interesting thing. Like, you kind of had a mini Shield reunion again because I uh, didn't Seth save him from a uh, attack. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I, I didn't watch the match, but you know, just the, the idea of that is kind of cool. But you know, I guess if you have to to have anybody save a Roman segment these days, like Seth is that guy because Seth is kind of brought his stock up a lot um it did kind of get me thinking though like what dean like how how long was he supposed to be out for i forgot what his his injury dean dean yeah i don't know i've been hearing that dean was supposed to be back now i don't know so are they just waiting are they kind of just you know like are they gonna kind of use that as a like hidden factor because like literally nobody's been talking about dean like i feel like they haven't mentioned them the dirt sheets haven't been talking about them at least the ones that i've seen so it's like you know i'm kind of but every time i see roman and seth i'm like where's dean at like where you know where is he gonna make his surprise but i don't know well well i guess we'll find out later i mean you know as as much as i like dean it's kind of weird because when he does come out like he he's the one that plays it the safest yeah and he doesn't really do anything out of the ordinary and he kind of you know he he sounds good on paper but when he's actually in execution it's kind of it, it really depends on who he's working with so mm-hmm. maybe it's good that he's not there i don't know but uh but either way they tried to have seth save that segment and i guess you know they did the best that they could i don't remember who they fought like i said but you know, it didn't really matter because, you know, like o- overall, it, it didn't leave a lasting impression or anything. Um, the the like, the, were were there any segments that stuck out to you on a positive note, like segments or matches or anything? Um, I I like the which one the uh, the last match 
The, uh, the main event, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so um, Braun and uh, Finn, that was dope. That yeah. was that was probably the best part of Raw. That uh, was a good way to use uh, Finn. Yeah, it's like it's like Finn held his own against Braun. You know, it, it 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 typically you know it was a squash match, but it wasn't like your normal squash match. Like he he was like cooking. You know what I mean? And, um, what you call it? Finn looked like he was just I don't know. He was he just did what he was supposed to do in the match. You know what I mean? And, like exactly. It was it was work. It worked. And then Braun he got his ass kicked, but he got his offense in. Yeah. And Braun let him know, like, yo, you know, respect after the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I like how he picked him up in the corner. Like it yeah. wasn't like a handshake or anything. It was just like a nah, you could you could stand on your feet. I see you. Yeah. Like good shit. Yeah, like that that, that was a well booked match. Like I you know, yeah. it, it made both people look good. And uh you know, like even even though Braun is still face, it was it was a good kind of like face on face match. Even though like Finn's been a little bit bit of a tweener, like it made him look strong. So I feel like they're setting him up for something. Like I don't know if he's gonna win this Money in the Bank, but maybe that's the case. Maybe would, you know they. I would, I would I would be behind a Finn and Braun team up. Yo. Yeah, I, I, I mean would, I, I would be behind that, that yo. Uh, I, if that I don't think that's the way they're going because it sounds dope. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but I'll I be mean, maybe that. down the line, yeah. mean, you know, sometimes when they plant these seeds, is you, you know, they they return to it in the future. Yeah, I know, uh, a lot of people was like want Finn to turn here. I just don't think I don't think it's time yet. Yeah, I mean, especially since the club isn't there, like, I don't want him yeah. to be here without the club. It's like, I just had them there, like, I got rid of them, like, you know, don't, don't yeah, don't. exactly. Like, <laughs> you know, it was, I, you're like. You were if you were gonna do it, you should have done it already. But now, just you might as well just keep it, you know, face. Yeah, keep keep doing what y'all doing now. Just stay on that road, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, like I I also I think um of the bit that I did see, I saw the uh the Ronda and Nia segment, and I thought that was kind of mediocre, honestly, because it's just weird because you know like Stephanie's been doing all right, but the the one thing that bothers me about Stephanie is that she she tries to make it seem like she's the you know the one that started the women's revolution and stuff like that and she does that yeah. to kind of get heat on her but she also does things in a way that it's like okay well weren't you and Rhonda kind of beefing like shouldn't there be more tension here but you're trying oh. to stick Ronda you know, I don't know like one thing that happened earlier in the show, Kevin Owens had came out earlier in the match. Okay, so earlier earlier in the night, I'm sorry, but it's, it's all going to tie back into this. <laughs> earlier oh, in the yeah. night when Stephanie came out, uh, you know, Roman was out there talking shit, and then Kevin Owens came out there to talk shit, and they set up a match with Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. But while Kevin Owens was talking shit, he put his arm on Stephanie's shoulder, and it was funny oh, as yeah, hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Stephanie like just like, like like don't you ever touch me again, you know. It was it was mad stupid, you know. But it, I thought it was hilarious, and it added more like I can't stand Stephanie factor to her, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So uh, yeah. I thought I thought it was funny as shit. But uh, so going back to the Ronda and uh, Nia Jax segment with Stephanie, that you know she's just getting more heat on her by being an asshole and instigator, and so. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's just weird. Like, I I saw that she was trying to just pit them against each other, um, but 
it seemed like they were trying to make Nia into the heel of the match. Yeah. I guess, you know, if one person had to be, you know, the one trying to get the heat, obviously, because they want Nia, I mean, everybody to like Ronda. But it kind of confused me in terms of where, where they're going to go with this match because obviously, um, you know, Nia has been champion and they, they haven't, re- honestly, they haven't really done a lot with it other than, yeah. you know, they've done the whole, like, feel good about yourself, like, you could be champion no matter what you look like type of angle, but to have her lose to Ronda, is, it kind of, it's not necessarily counterintuitive, but it kind of just makes that seem a little irrelevant, so I'm not sure if there's going to be a swerve, and we talked last week about how Natalia might be involved with, you know, yeah. And now she's not Natalia got uh she qualified for the women's money in the bank match, and you know and and I thought of something, and I mean something they said they said you know this would be her third money in the bank match, and I was like did y'all really counted the other two as like as two uh, you know the uh yeah, the yeah, one match true. and then James Ellsworth got the, the 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 briefcase and then they the the next one that happened on SmackDown a couple weeks later. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, man. Yeah, they count. counted both. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, but it is it's whatever. Yeah, it's just funny. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not really sure what to make of it though. Like Stephanie is, yeah, you know, like you know, she didn't really necessarily uh, make it easy for me to know who is the one that she's kind of favoring. Um. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it has nothing to do with her. But I don't know. I just felt like she, you know, her being kind of the instigator didn't really necessarily need to be there. But yeah. um, anyway, so but you know, that's what I remembered from Raw. But you know, those two like that match and that segment. Um, but I mean, the the one segment that I wish I could forget was. The we, and we and you know what we said it last week too. We knew it was gonna be a dumpster fire. We knew it was gonna be trash. The but pretty much the the segment with Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley, where Sami Zayn brought out Bobby Lashley's sisters, his uh the that he abused or they abused him or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like, know. But either way, Sami Zayn brings out his sisters and it wasn't like I was expecting them to be like hired actresses, but no, they went a step further. They, they got (laughs) some, yeah, they went a step further, further and they got some jobbers from, you know, in the, you know, for, I guess from the local scene and they put them in drag and they had them come out and talk about how Bobby Lashley did X or Y to them. And that's why they, are fucked up and it was cringeworthy like i i didn't even so like a little backstory when when raw was happening this all happened before i got home and normally when i get home i pull up my dvr and i'll watch raw that way and i'll kind of fast forward through some segments and i'll watch a few highlight matches here or there or whatever but when they told me how bad the segment was i didn't even want to watch that first half like I I was happy to skip it because I was tired as fuck and I didn't want to you know go through it but what I did do is I watched the YouTube clip because I was like okay it's five minutes and they probably cut some shit out so like you know because I I think um, some people were saying that 
the segment was going on forever, what felt like forever. So whatever seg- part I, parts that I saw, I don't know how long it actually lasted. But um, even that was terrible. And it was just like, I think I even skipped through the five-minute YouTube clip. But, I mean, you had <laughs> Sami Zayn asking him questions like, oh, like, why do you why do you carry around this helmet? Oh, because he used to hit me in the head or whatever, which, you know, also makes Bobby Lashley look like a, a woman beater. So it's like, okay, so you have this guy that you're trying to get over and you're making him look like a woman beater. And even though we know it's fake, it still puts the idea into the the audience's mind. So it's also like, it's not benefiting anybody. But then you had, you know, Lashley came out and was like, oh, you think you're funny, huh? You think you're funny. And then he goes and he just beats everybody up. And, oh, man, it, it was a terrible set. Like, I don't know what the, 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 the mentality was behind this. Like, who, who thought this needed to be a thing? But maybe, like, everybody's saying just it was one of those things that Vince thought was funny. But, I mean, like, what, what were your thoughts of it? Like, did you see it live or did you just watch clips? Of, of what? Of Raw? Yeah, like this clip, like the the um the uh the Bobby Lashley thing. No, no, yes. no, I skipped it. I ain't watch it at all. I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing this, yo. <laughs> like that. when I seen when you posted the picture in the in the group chat of yeah. of uh of them dressed in drag, I said I'm not watching this. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I do not blame you. Like the like, only like, like the only reason gonna be trash. I was like, I'm not watching like, that, yo. Like honestly, like if it wasn't for this podcast, I would have just skipped the segment and overall. But I wanted yeah. to have at least an idea, so I watched the YouTube clip. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, you guys, like, I, I suck as a as a podcast. No, 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 host, no. You, you know. did the right thing, honestly. <laughs> you did the right thing. Like I feel like it was one of those things where only one of us had to watch it. Like, you know, it was bad. Um, like, what? Like, but the the thing that I feel like we should talk about is like, what does this mean for? Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn because like obviously it was one of those things where they were told to do something and they did it because they had to because they're not trying to rustle any feathers Bobby Lashley just came back and Sami Zayn he's trying his best to be in good favor so they give him a chance one day Mm -hmm. that's how I see it but I mean all this really did was hurt um hurt them I mean like Sami Zayn I'm not gonna act like this ruined his career and that his career is over because of this. Yeah. But I could see him being angry enough at WWE to the point where he has negative feelings towards them. But at the same time, Kevin's doing well and him and Kevin are homies. So it's like, I feel like if, if one of them's doing well, then they're both doing all right. Um, you know, because like, you know, they kind of have a, forever intertwined storyline you know but um for bobby lashley though i feel like it's worse because he just came back and people are already over him and like it's it sucks because like when he first came back we're like okay he got all this experience from tna he's gonna he, he has opportunity to be fire and he started out and people were willing to get behind him and then they immediately put him behind braun and Braun is going to take all the heat, you know, I mean, all the, the attention away from you because mm-hmm. Braun is Braun. He's, like, one of the most over people on Raw. Yeah. And then you go straight from that to to this dumpster fire of a segment. So it's like, what what do you think? Like, what do you, like, is, is Bobby Lashley done already? Or, is like, is there a way to save this? 
I think there's a way to save it. It's just WWE creative is like mad lazy sometimes, man. It's like what the hell's going on? It's like it's, it's, like what do you, what do you think was their mentality behind? I don't know because it's like whatever. It's, it's definitely two different types of writers. It's like what the hell's going on over on SmackDown that you motherfuckers on Raw just can't seem to get together, and I don't get it. Yeah. I just don't get it, yo. It's like how come both of them can't be dope at the same time? Yeah. It's like it's either Raw's good and SmackDown's bad, or SmackDown's bad and Raw. I mean, yeah, SmackDown's bad and Raw's good. If you only got one good set of writers and you can only pit them on one brand, you know, then fire the trash writers and hire some better writers. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't get it, yo. Yeah, and it's like part part of me, like we said, it's like sometimes it's momentum where it's like they purposefully make one look worse in order to get people to watch the other. So, but you you know what I wish was the case, and I, I was thinking about this while I was watching SmackDown because SmackDown was a polar opposite, and we'll, we'll talk about it in detail. But w- like the overall feeling I had when I was watching SmackDown was a sense of fun because like not everything this on the, this week SmackDown was amazing but you know the the general sense like there was a good pacing i had a smile on my face while most most of the segments were happening when when segments did happen even if it wasn't a great segment it was a segment where i could say okay well this you know there's a motive behind this i see where this is going i see what's being built up and you know if anything there was always a sense of okay next week this is going to happen and it's because of what they're showing you know and it it, it made me want to watch smackdown next week but um for raw it was like it, it made me not want to watch raw next week or whatever like you know it was one of those things where it's like I'll see the next pay-per-view and see what storylines are important enough to make it onto the pay-per-view yeah but um I don't know. It's just kind of sad. Like I, I wish that uh, SmackDown and Raw were more competitive with each other and actively. And uh, like that's that's kind of what I was thinking as I was watching SmackDown. I was like, why doesn't you know? I, I remember Daniel Bryan was trying to do this when he when talking smack was more of a thing. Like when it was like you know when people were were really behind the talking smack movement and. Daniel Bryan used to go out of his way to be like, look, like, you know, we're the A show and every person that would come on would talk, you know, would pretty much big up SmackDown and lower Raw. And that's why they did the Raw show. And then that was whack. So they stopped doing it. And then they just took off talking smack because the momentum was leading too much into the SmackDown direction. At least that's my conspiracy theory. Mm. But I mean, I, I feel like if they if they played up the competition between the two it would be a lot better because like you would have the GM saying, Oh, like SmackDown, they, they think they're hot because they have this match. Well, we're going to do this to counter that. Or, you know, like, why not? Like, I thought that was the whole purpose behind the brand split, like to create competition between the shows and to, to add some momentum, you know, like to get viewers back. But like, what what do you think? Yeah, man, I, I don't know. Like, even when uh, we talked about earlier about SmackDown going to Fox now, they said it's going to move to to Friday nights and it could go to three hours, which I, I think it probably will go to three hours, which, I mean, it, it kind of yeah, makes sense with that big-ass deal. I, you know, I, still, I still don't need that. But yeah, I don't I need mean, it either, man. I really don't. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, this is but this is crazy, yo. Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know why the shows are so different, and I don't know why they aren't really playing up the whole competition aspect. Aspect. Uh. Maybe, Maybe it's because they don't want them to like to focus on it because they probably feel like if one show or the better show is calling out the worst show, then it it forces people, them to work yeah. harder. Or or and, or know. maybe if SmackDown is like shitting on Raw every week, people will stop watching Raw or something like that. Exactly, and instead, I'm like, why don't they just use that as an opportunity? Like you know, like to to make raw better like if they feel like that's the case then you know start showing up but you know maybe their circumstances beyond their control or whatever but you know it's just kind of sad but um anyway smackdown let's let's talk about the a show real quick so (laughs) i knew this shit was gonna be good as soon as you put in the group chat that the new day called the Miz Hokage, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh <laughs> yeah, my gosh, was this was already like <laughs> that. That already gave me a bigger smile than most of the stuff that that was on Raw did. Yeah, but, they called um, it Hokage Miz. Yeah, I was dying. Yeah, because <laughs> everybody was thinking it. You yeah, because you know, like I, I don't know if Miz was doing it on purpose, but you know, you know what's dope about the Miz because like the Miz is on up, up, down, down all the time, and he he plays his Miz persona on that show too. It's not like he's being friendly with them on like he's being friendly with them in the sense that he's on the show often, but he he's not being anyone other than the Miz on up up down down either so it's like you know it, but it but it's dope because you know that backstage but you know when the cameras are off the, the them dudes are homies and i felt like you felt that chemistry on that segment and it was just like you know the new day a lot of people could say you know we, we say this all the time but it's like you know you always kind of are wondering is this new day segment going to be the one that kind of makes me question should the new day be doing going a different direction but i mm-hmm. felt like they played up some interesting aspects because uh they're talking about you know they're they're building up the storyline of who's going to be the new day member yeah. to uh go into the money in the bank match and each person they brought up some interesting um you know kind of stats about their their singles careers or the you know whatever whether it's like kofi being you know he said he said kofi you've been here 10 years get somebody else a chance yeah exactly (laughs) he said big e you're the you know you're the biggest you have tons of charisma he said but you don't take yourself serious Mm -hmm. and he said xavier you're someone who do take yourself serious you have a phd you got, uh, you got up, up, down, you, down. up, up, down, down with a million subscribers. Yeah, he, I was bad, son. He called it, what What did he call Fortnite? Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite. He said, imagine yeah. playing Fortnite with the WWE champion. <laughs> but, you know, he's a heel, so he could get away with that. Yeah. I, you know what's funny? Like, as I was watching it, I think he really wanted to get it right, but he just forgot. Yeah, yeah he looked frustrated. <laughs> but, like, he, but he played it up so well because he's a heel, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like he he had that like get me out of jail free card, yeah. you know. He said, "Whatever, I don't but, play video games." There you go. And that got him out, like you said. Exactly. But um, either way, it was it was just a fun segment, and you got to see 
all of them play off of each other and kind of add the storyline, which, you know, like for Money in the Bank, it's kind of weird to have this kind of storyline where it's like, who's going to be the representative? Because like, if it was a tag team, they would, it would be more uh, contained where it's like, okay, well, is it going to be me? Or is it going to be me? But here it's like, all of them are supporting each other. And they're like, well, it doesn't really matter who it's going to be, but you know, yeah. we'll decide when it matters. But all three like they they pretty much made a great case for either each one of them so it's like yeah. who no matter who it is i feel like it's going to be good but and they and they they've been building up Xavier in the ring lately you know so yeah. it really could yeah so it really could be either one of them um but the the funny thing about it though is that they like when they asked them each time like they were saying it was going to be E and then they were like oh no nah, i don't know but at the same time like that's kind of going with the dirt sheets because the the dirt sheets were saying that it was going to be a uh, big E so i don't know if they were playing off of that on purpose or if that was just because you know it worked out for their segment cuz big E was in the match yeah but um either way like i feel like um you know, regardless of who it is, I think it'll be cool. Yeah, the match was amazing, by the way. But uh, before before yeah, we get to the match, like, the Miz left out of the ring because he didn't want to fight Big E. And he went backstage to gorilla position and he ran into the page. Now, I don't know if this meant to happen or it was an accident, but they, in my opinion, they played it off well. Like, they was just looking at each other, making faces. Yeah, no, nah, I th- I think that was on um, on purpose. Okay. Like maybe somebody forgot their line or, or something like you know, mm-hmm. but regardless, they played it off well. Because he was looking at, it, he's like, like, what do you want? He's like, you want me to go out there? Like he was just looking at it like that. She was just like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, but um, but no, nah, it was dope. It was, it was dope. The match. It was, it was a cool. It was a cool segment of like Paige, down, you know, giving her authority, which yeah. you know, as the general manager she should do. So. And Miz, oh. you know, Miz was like, fuck, you know, you are the boss. And then, uh, but yeah, they had a cool match. Like, it was, and, you know, it wasn't, you know, a five-star match, but it was a fun match, you know, because you had New Day interference, you had uh, Kofi and Xavier Woods kind of swapping on commentary, which, you know, adds a layer to it. Um, you know, Miz and Big E played off of each other well in the ring, and they had some good spots. Um, the crowd was hot for it too, which you know, like the it was just like within that first half hour, I was already like really entertained and I was ready to keep watching it, you know. And yeah. I feel like there was just there was just a lot of layers because ultimately, not only did you get a fun match and you got progression storyline wise, but you got you know a, a sense of entertainment, mm-hmm. and it's like those those elements are what make good WWE television and it it wasn't it didn't need to be a five-star match but it it just you had all the elements that make it work and I feel like those were elements that were generally missing from Raw and it's just kind of you know we hate to keep bringing it up but it's just like you have to bring it up in these times because you like you know we Raw being the supposed a show you're supposed to bring them up to a certain standard you know yeah and, and uh, there was a spot in the match. Did you see the Kofi Kingston spot? Oh, that spot where he jumped off of Cesaro? That was yeah, dope. Yeah, that shit was that ill. Was cool. Like, he, like, he kicked off his back and jumped on him. Yeah, that was that was amazing, yo. I don't even know if they planned that, but it was ill. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked really great. Like, I was going crazy. I was like, oh, snap. And then she ant in the chat, like, oh. like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Like, uh, I was I was hyped for that. Oh, yeah. But um, but anyway, so 
Um, the the question, you know, going into next week, you know, and Money in the Bank in general is like when, it, like, who's going to be the representative for uh, for Smack? I mean, for New Day. Um, but either way, fun match. Um, what what was next? Um, I don't remember exactly what was the next match. Was there was there anything in particular that that stuck out to you? Um, yeah. Okay. One thing that stuck out. Okay. So the club beat the Usos to qualify to face the Bludgeon Brothers for the SmackDown mm-hmm. Championships. Yeah, yeah. That was a uh, towards the end of the show. But yeah, that was dope. That was a that was a good match. Like that was actually a really good match. <laughs> yeah. And 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 that, and that reminds me just now. Where the fuck is the Authors of Pain? They're on Raw, right? Yeah, but they haven't been did, on did Raw. Did one of them get hurt? I don't know. Yeah, like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about the Authors of Pain until you just mentioned it. They haven't been on Raw since, uh, like, they was on there when they was in Canada, but they was off, like, a couple weeks before that, and they haven't been back on since they was in Canada. That's That's not good. I'm going to assume one of them got hurt, but I don't know. I gotta look that one up. We'll we'll save that for next week. We'll have an update on the authors of pain, and, and unless they show up. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's kind of weird. But um, yeah, that match um, it was dope. Like they they played up the strengths of both teams, and uh, um, you know you know what I did think was interesting though. Like they they kind of dropped the whole Naomi supporting the Usos angle. Yeah. Or maybe that just wasn't necessary. But I felt felt like that was gonna be more important to the storyline. Mm-hmm. But seem like it was just kind of a one-off or you know maybe since the bludgeon brothers haven't been on tv in a while they kind of just felt like it didn't matter anymore but when um, um when did where, where, where around in the show did lana the was the lana match that was earlier that was earlier than that um okay. so so basically um i guess when it comes to uh qualifying matches there were two qualifying matches um, actually, yeah, the Lana match was right after that. That was after the uh, the Miz segment. So, okay, okay, my fault. Uh, my fault. Basically, so so that was actually really cool because uh, Aiden English came out, introduced Lana, and he he got the crowd behind her like crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was a uh, Lana versus Billy Kay um, with uh, Peyton Royce in her corner, but you know Lana had. It's, I uh, felt like I felt like everybody out there did a great job getting Lana over. They really like, did. Like Billy Kay, because Peyton like, Royce, like they did a great year, job. This, like th- I feel like this wouldn't have worked last year because too many people were working themselves into a shoot and talking about how Lana can't wrestle or whatever. Yeah. But here, like everybody was willing to be fan because, like, you know, Rusev Day is over. Uh, you know, Aiden English did a great job getting her over. The the iconics are just annoying enough to make people want to cheer for Lana as well. Yeah. And. It was just it was it was a quick match, but nobody was mad like because you know they they had that beatdown segment beforehand and yeah, um, you know it was a quick roll up on uh on, oh a, a quick finisher into pin on uh, Billy Kay, but I mean I feel like the the right thing happened because you got Lana in the Money in the Bank and everybody cheered, so I mean that's an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. Uh, I just lo- I loved it because like when I was watching, you know, I was like, damn, Aiden, he's, he's killing it. 
And then the Iconics yeah. came out and they was killing it. I was like, oh shit. Like, yo, I was like, Lana's winning this. <laughs> yeah, it, it was dope, man. It was dope all around. And, like, I, I hope this is a sign that Aiden English is going to stick around and they're stable because I know that they were setting up before that Aiden English might be the weak link, but I feel like maybe they could spin it into, oh, well, Lana wasn't sure about him, but now that Aiden, you know, helped her win, that he, you know, he kind of proved himself. So, you know, hopefully they could stay as a, you know, as a stable because like, you know, even he brought up the sign, like he had people ch- chanting uh, Lana Day, like, come on, man. Like it, it was just er- everything worked. Everything worked <laughs> to me. Yeah. Um. So, yes. Yeah, so Lana uh, qualified for the money in the bank, which is cool. Um, after that, you had the the uh, the Almas, uh, Andrade C and Almas squash match. Yeah, uh, I thought this was a good squash match. I did like, too. I, I did too. Zelina Vegas, she's doing a hell of a job. Andrade, he's doing great. And they, um, you know, they were playing off the fact that you know, um, pretty much nobody. You know, I, I guess they were saying that they didn't give him good enough competition. Mm-hmm. And then you had this jobber and another jobber, and he pretty much did, you know beat his ass. But it was cool because you had. Uh, hold on, hold on. You're going to have to edit this out. Hold on. All right. Pretty much, um, you know, it, it was interesting because, like, he beat his ass, but you still still had the jobber kind of making his, you know, few hits where they counted. But he did this move. I, I forgot what it was. It was kind of like a spinning elbow enziguri type of thing. I don't know. Like, or, it was like, it was like a fake enziguri into an elbow. Yeah. But it was it was it like it was brutal, and then he he just you know proceeded to to do the legs in the corner, and mm-hmm. yeah, he it was it was a it was a good beat down on him. So yeah, I appreciate. I'm, that. I'm ready to see him in a in a in a main feud going on, man. Like uh, I mean, I, 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 where the hell is Sanity? Speaking <laughs> Yeah, well, well, I I think they they still haven't debuted, right? No. So I, I feel like yeah, that's kind of weird. Maybe maybe they're gonna save that for the pay per view. I don't know. Well, I know when they was overseas, uh, Alexander Wolf, he was in a lot of matches. I think with, with uh, dark match. Yeah, he was in a lot of dark matches with uh, I think it was well, Pete I mean, Dunne. It's a, it was it wasn't even a dark match. It was more of a you know just house well, show it was matches. like household matches. I I I seen his name on the list a lot. I think it was against like Pete Dunn and shit like that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know. I get maybe you know. Obviously, he's from there or overseas, so maybe they were just using him, you know, because he would get a enough of a pop from the from the crowd. But um, yeah. So, well, where, where did we leave off? You talking about uh, Alexander Wolf being from overseas? Yeah, yeah. And I was just saying, uh, if anything, like sanity, like. They'll come. In, they'll come up when they're necessary because right now you still got a lot of stuff coming. I mean, you know, going on. So probably they'll bring it up with uh, the tag match. Like maybe if the Bludgeon Brothers win, uh, they'll come out and kind of make a statement and go after the tag titles. Um, yeah. But uh, we 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 were we were talking about uh, Andrade and I I did kind of want to bring up that um, he probably is going to be in the U.S. title picture very soon, um, you know, especially since Jeff isn't in the Money in the Bank as of right now. Um, they'll probably put uh, Andrade versus uh, Jeff, and I hope so because I feel like the, the the clear move is to have Andrade win the U.S. title and then 
you can pretty much hit the hit the ground running from there. No, I agree because that's why I want to see him too, and I think him and Jeff Styles will mesh well together. Um, so I really want to see that also. Um, mm-hmm. I was advocating for that before he got called on to Raw. I mean, for to SmackDown. Um, exactly. Like, all right, well, I want to see this guy with the with the U.S. title. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be good because you know we we've seen him put on great matches, and I feel like that's the right spot for him. Mm-hmm. It, it it it's it's just perfect. You know, we'll we'll see we'll see. Um, but anyway, next was the uh, AJ Nakamura segment. Oh uh, man, um, this what, is great. What did you think of that. This is yeah, great. that was dope. This is amazing, yo. <laughs> I loved it. I, 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 SmackDown was just dope, man. And this was one of my favorite segments uh, of the week. Yo, okay, I'll say this. Um, I don't care for the stipulation of the match. I, I wanted something else. Uh, this was, like, mm-hmm. least on my list. But uh, Yeah, like, the, I, I know a lot of people in the in Overslam are not fans of the last man standing match. But, um... Mm-hmm. But the, the segment of how they came about it was was dope. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> I thought it was perfect. You know, uh, basically they they both was in the ring. They was getting interviewed, and they was asking what, what, what was asking Shinsuke what would be the stipulation of the match. And he said a pillow fight. And uh, so she was like, uh, you know, like okay, y'all not taking this serious. Wait, like, you you know what you know what's funny about that though, like. With his reaction to pillow fight reminded me of the gay community called it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because he was like, pillow community. fight. <laughs> I was like, the gay community. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you haven't stupid, seen yeah. that gay community clip, you should look it up because it's just, the way he sounded was just, it was great. Like, I don't he was know mad why. appalled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, but anyway, so yeah, he, he brought up the pillow fight thing and he was just pissed off and you know what were you saying? But yeah, so he was like pissed off, and then um, I forgot how they went about it, but they started attacking each other, and basically yeah. he got uh, he got the upper hand on AJ, and they went outside the ring, and he just started fucking AJ up, and he started just like doing countouts, like one, two, and he started fucking him up some more, hit him with a chair, one, two. Which was yeah. very brutal. Like I, I love how brutal his Kinshasa's have looked since he turned heel. Like I don't know if it's because AJ's selling him like crazy, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it looked brutal. And then uh, yeah, the like he's just he was started counting them out and he got on the table and he was being very like you know showy. But after that, he announced it was going to be last man standing. Yeah. And um, you know, I I think that they. You know, just because of the talent in the match, I think they have a opportunity and a chance to tell a really good story. Um, you know, obviously they're setting up AJ as this underdog, and I feel like, you know, I, I feel like the only way that this could go wrong is if AJ wins clean, because yeah. I feel like this is this is Nakamura's time, and you know, we'll you know we'll we'll see. Obviously, mm-hmm. but um, I really hope that this leads to Nakamura winning. Yeah, I do too. I think I think it's I think this is the possibly the perfect time to put it on to put the uh the belt on Nakamura. And let's see what he can do with it. And I think I think he'll I think he'll do great. Um he has all the charisma in the world. He's doing great as a heel. Mm-hmm. 
So I think it's his time. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that was cool. Uh, then we talked about the tag match already. And then uh, after that, Naomi qualified for the Money in the Bank. We don't really need to talk about that. But, um, you know, I did feel like Sonya showed up. They had a good, you know, pretty solid match. Nothing crazy. But um, but uh, pretty much Naomi has qualified. So that's cool. And then lastly, um, you had this great match between Daniel Bryan and Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Which is just like – so. Uh, I forgot we talked about this before, but I think, um, you know, Haskin, he brought up about how Jeff, you know, when he was fighting Randy, he was saying, you know, Jeff is washed up. He's not, you know, he's not where he needs to be, you know, match quality wise. And I was like, no, I don't think it's because of him. I think it's because of Randy. And I think that this match kind of proves my point because they both showed up like the, the match was it was a great pace. They were hitting spots, and you know everybody. You know, uh, it, it was it was just it was really well, really well done. Like, yeah. I, I, it was a great match. What do you, what did what did you think about it? Um, yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was really good. I'm curious to see what's gonna happen next week. You know, with uh, with um, Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe, because that's. Mm-hmm. That's a, a dream match. Yeah, so I mean, even though they they've wrestled probably. each other before, but in mm-hmm. WWE, that's you know that's that's a main event match. You know, on a pay per view. Like uh, and you you know uh, on a, on SmackDown, you mean? No, I'm saying I'm I saying like, Samoa Joe versus Daniel Bryan. I'm saying that's a a pay per view caliber oh, yeah, main that, event. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It really is. And like you know, you know what's crazy? Like I I feel like they've been giving Daniel Bryan these like dream match level matches on a weekly basis yeah. and it's only been to our benefit and it's it's only made better because the segments leading up to the matches are usually just as good or like they they add some some layers because like before the match like at the beginning of the show Daniel Bryan talked about how um Jeff Hardy in his own right is a legend and that even though he suffered that loss um you know in the in the previous qualifier like he, you know, is trying to take his matches more seriously and he knows his wins, you know, mean more than anything now and that the kind of the grace period of his return is over and that, he, you know, he needs to start winning more and that this was a legend and he planned on, you know, beating a legend. And it kind of made Jeff Hardy look bigger. And, you know, you think about it, like Jeff Hardy is kind of a legend in WWE, but, um, you know, a lot of people still kind of are quick to diminish his in-ring ability and while you know obviously i feel like daniel bryan was a huge factor in why the match was so good yeah. um you, you know like i feel like the 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 choice of the spots that they used and when they used them w- was very um well put together and you know i think it was like a 10 minute match or whatever but like you know that added to the you know the the swift pacing of it yeah um you had uh, you know Jeff Hardy doing, uh, you know, a moonsault all to, uh, onto, the, you know, Daniel Bryan's knees. And then uh, Daniel Bryan, I think this new, the, this leg, uh, I don't know what the, the move is, but it's it seems like it's a new finisher for him. The, but, heel, uh, the heel hook? It, yeah, the heel hook. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was, it, it looked powerful. He ta- And uh, Jeff tapped out. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, it, it led to, to uh, the stare down between Samoa Joe and... Uh, Daniel Bryan, 
Oh, side, sidebar, quick sidebar. Someone in the group uh, in Overslam did mention about how if Samoa Joe really wanted to get in the commentary, he could because he just he flows so naturally and he, yeah, he, he brings does. it. And I feel like, you know, once he, you know, once all said and done with Samoa Joe, I feel like commentary is like a no brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. It's like it's like when Taz is on commentary, yo. <laughs> Austin Aries was because uh, Austin Aries, Austin I, Aries was so fire, yo. Yeah, like re- remember what uh Vince said about Austin Aries? Yeah, like well, he he was like, oh, he's a natural, and yeah. that's kind of why he got stuck doing that for so long. And I, I think mm-hmm. they kind of rubbed Austin Aries the wrong way a little bit. And, but and, um, but yeah, he was dope. He was like, all right, let's take a look at my package, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that should have me crying. Yo, for real. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, that I mean, it it was a great match, a great way to end up uh, SmackDown. Um, and you know, like like we said before, with uh with Raw, how you know there's just kind of a, a weird a weird kind of sense of aimlessness to a lot of the yeah. things that happen. And I feel like SmackDown was the polar opposite where it's like every segment, you know, Carmella coming out talking about, you know, talking her shit and kind of getting under Asuka's skin. And she had the mask with the gold teeth, which was kind of funny. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like, you know, she did what she needed to do because Carmella's good on the mic. Um, you had just other good matches mm-hmm. with, you know, the whether it's the tag mat- matches and they all kind of were leading to something. Yeah. Um, and you know the main event was kind of a, a good way to kind of cap that off, and it's just Dude. it really like this this week really set up that that dynamic between Raw and SmackDown, and I feel like they need to, you know, Smack. I mean, Raw needs a shot in the arm mm-hmm. going forward. What were you saying? Do we have a, a Raw a tag team championship match at Money in the Bank? <sighs> um. Who are the rag, Raw tag team tag team champions right now? Broken um, Matt and uh, Bray Wyatt. So n- I'm gonna say no. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. To, I'm trying. I'm looking. I'm thinking of the matches, and I'm just like, yo, what the hell? Like, cause we didn't have a Raw tag team match at uh, Backlash either. I don't think, right? I think we did. I think that was like, I think uh, you know Matt and I think they fought like the the revival or something. Did they? Cause I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know. I th- I feel like they did though. Maybe I'm just thinking about when they won the tag titles. But <laughs> yeah, I, I to be honest, I forgot about them too. Like they weren't on Raw, were they? If they were on Raw, it was mm-hmm. one of the. I seen I seen that they've been uh, doing uh, appearances in NXT. Have they? Yeah. But I don't think they're back in NXT. I think they was just there, like, you know, because they fought. Uh, but you mean the Revival. Yeah, the Revival. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, they did have a match down there. But, I, yeah, I think that was more of just, like, a a one-off thing. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, SmackDown's on some shit. But, yeah, mentioning NXT, um, what did you think about NXT this week? I mean, I, I don't really have too many takeaways because, like, you know, it's. I feel like NXT has, like, a general quality to it. Like, you know what you're getting. Um, I guess if we're just going to fast forward through it, you know, there was a tag team match with mm-hmm. um, the – what what was it? It was, it was not Stakes and Weights. That's not their team name. Um, <laughs> the Heavy Machinery. The heavy, heavy Machinery. <laughs> M61. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. – uh, 
It was T- who who no TM six one stole a victory there. Mm-hmm. So because they're heels now, so that was cool. Um, then you had uh, that dope match between it, it was Ricochet and Velveteen Dream oh, yeah, team versus, yeah, of yeah. R. Sullivan, mm-hmm. and that was good, man. That was, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a spot in there. Well, I wasn't sure. I think Velveteen Dream got on the rope, and then uh, Ricochet. I guess he tried to tag himself in, and uh, Velveteen like he's about to kill himself. Yeah. On a flip, is that what happened? Because they kind of cut it, and I couldn't tell. I don't. I don't know. Like I, I remember, I forgot who did a four fifty spot. Like you, you're talking about that spot. No, I'm one. talking about when. Velveteen just basically did like a uh, like a regular like moonsault or like a front flip on the Lars Sullivan, and then here comes Ricochet. Ricochet did like a uh, I think it might have been like a four fifty flat four fifty splash or something on him, and then mm-hmm. Velveteen got him and did the cartwheel joint or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was that. Now, you mean the, the like the the segment right towards the end? Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I don't remember because they, they, uh, they said on the commentary. Uh, that he said something about uh, that's what you get for tagging yourself in, and I was like, "What? What is he talking about?" Hmm. Yeah, but there know, was maybe. a spot right before that happened. They kind of cut it real fast, and I didn't see, it, and it looked like Velveteen almost like botched the damn the flip. Yeah, he. I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, I like. I, it was probably one of those segments where I looked away real quick and then looked yeah. back. Cause like I, like that whole final segment kind of happened really fast. Yeah, yeah. So that that could have been the case. I don't know. My bad for missing that. But regardless, um, it was interesting because they set up um, just you know more in this feud where uh, you know Velveteen got mad and attacked Ricochet, which led to Lars Sullivan winning. But um. You know, it kind of added to their feud, but it also made Lars Sullivan look strong because he beat two people. And, you know, I feel like Lars Sullivan's a really good, uh, you know, big man. Like, I feel like he's a good new big man for this generation. And kind of like, the, he to me, he comes off as the cane to Braun Strowman's Undertaker in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but, um, like, I, I feel like once he does go to the main roster he'll be a a good asset to to put against braun um especially since braun is a face now i don't know if they intend on moving lars up anytime soon but if they did i could see why they made him face because you know lars is kind of a good heel but then again braun is a good heel too i mean they could be like brothers of destruction 2.0 yeah 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 and i i agree with you i think that's what they're building him up to um you know, Braun is a lot taller, but uh, he, he's just a freak. You know, I think his his finishing move was called like freak accident or something like that. Yeah, freak accident. Yeah. So um, so yeah, yeah, I think they're building him up to that as well. But you know, the difference is like Braun wasn't shown at all in NXT, and you know, Lars Sullivan is like yeah. a, is like a main player. Um, exactly. So we haven't seen him, but I still think it could work. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. I think so as well. Um. Also, we have we have to say that uh, they're setting up for. I mean, they're next week. There's going to be a but Bianca Belair segment where they kind of just do one of those like, "Hey, this is my story" type of thing. Yeah, I can't wait for that. But, I love me some Bianca. Yeah, I'm Belair. just yeah, exactly like I'm just generally excited for that because it's Bianca Belair. Yeah. And uh, while while we're talking about the women, um, they they're setting up um, 
a match between uh, Shayna Baszler and Dakota Kai. Um, I don't, I'm not necessarily expecting Dakota Kai to win, but I'm hoping that you know she kind of gets over her fear. I hope it's not a Bailey situation where she's just scared to move the whole match because that would be whack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, referring to that whole uh, flagpole match or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. No, no, that was a kendo stick match, which was fucking this stupid. Man, stupid. Yo. I, I, yeah. Continue, continue, continue. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, the, and also there was that. Uh, it was it's Kyrie Sane versus um, what's her name? Because like when I um, see her, Cammy. No. Because I was like her gimmick, like you know, she she kind of yeah, she's like Cammy, like, yeah. <laughs> But uh, Lacey, Lacey Duvall, Lacey Evans, Lacey Evans, Lacey Evans, Lacey, 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 Lacey Evans. <laughs> Isn't that a poor stuff? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, but yeah, Lacey Evans. So um, that was a good match. Um, it was interesting because uh, Lacey Evans did go over in that match, and it was. I, I think Kyrie Sane posted a picture. Like she actually got bloodied after that. Like I think she like one of her earrings like ripped out of her ear or something. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it was a good match, though. Like, I, I feel like they're building uh, Lacey Evans to be, like, you know, one of the, you know, I guess mid-card woman heels. So, um, but, you know, I, th- I think they're doing a good job with that. Because um, I, I felt like she, she had the potential. I just, you know, I thought they were going to set her up as face first, but I guess, you know, they found the lane for her. So that's cool. I mean, you need you need those, those assets, you know, because... You know, like the the women's division is kind of rebuilding down there, so you know, I'm willing to see where that goes. No, I, I'm with you. Uh, um, they've been building it up. Like I, I think I mentioned last week, it was they've been building up the the women's division under my nose, and I didn't even realize it. And yeah, uh, exactly. And so I, I like where it's headed. Um, and they got the other the other two chicks that's supposed to be in the four horsewomen with Ronda Rousey and, and Shayna Baszler. Uh, they got the other two chicks on the contract there in the performance center. So uh, I want to see what that I want to see what happens with that as well. Yeah, I guess we'll see soon. I mean, you know, like yeah, I, I could see there certain things changing because I mean, if 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 Dakota Kai does win, I think it'll be because they're gonna move Shayna up. Mm-hmm. So and so and that way the four horse the other four horsewomen you could just catapult them but I feel like they still might need time so maybe you know uh, that's why I don't think that's gonna happen I feel like you know I feel like Shane is gonna be champion for at least a little while longer from you know majority of the year but we'll see um but the main the main segment was Tommaso Ciampa he he came out oh I, oh actually sorry no, it was Gargano it was, yeah it was Gargano yeah. And, and uh, Candice LeRae, they came out and Gargano had the, the neck brace on and he was feigning, uh, you know, a quitting angle. But then he tore it off and was like, no, I'm not going to quit. I'm not done. And then Tommaso Ciampa came out and was like, you know, OK, if, well, why don't we fight right now? And, Tommaso, you know, he wanted to fight. And Candice was like, nah, chill, back off. You know, don't you know, don't do this. Think about your health. Think about your safety. And. I like the way that they kind of built that up where, you know, he just was trying to get to him and you had all these people trying to get in the way. And then, uh, eventually, uh, Gargano gets on the, the rope and he tries to, to fight him, but then he gets pushed off and he gets pushed into Candice LeRae and she passed out. 
and you know they just kind of using her i guess as a as a catalyst to make gargano angrier but uh i i personally was hoping that she would attack him like 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 we said last week i thought it would have been cool if they had a uh cross uh gender thing going on between you know between them two but mm-hmm. regardless um I, I don't when is the next takeover supposed to be uh, I think it's I think it's, it's with uh what you call it money in the bank. Huh, interesting. Because that's what but, that's what Takeover Chicago was. It was with money in the bank. You know what? You're right. You're right. So yeah. So, so how long is that? Two weeks. I think so. Yeah. It's like it's in, it's in June. So that's and that's right around the corner. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's coming up soon. So, um, yeah. I mean. It's building up to towards this match. I don't like. Do you think they're gonna add a stipulation to this one, or? Mm, I'm not sure. I I'm think they sure. could. I think they could, but I'm not sure. Maybe. I'm not a sure what it would be. Or probably a cage match or something. A cage match. Yeah, I, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was a cage match because I mean, you already did. Um, the last one was unsanctioned, so it was pretty much no DQ. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could see it being a cage match. I could see, you know, like I, I feel like Iron Man matches more for like the sport, and I feel like this is beyond sport. Like this is more of a grudge. Yeah. So like uh, either a cage match or Hell in a Cell, which would be weird. So it's probably not going to be Hell in a Cell, but I mean, those are the only two like types of matches I could see them doing. Um, Either that or like falls count anywhere, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I, I would like, like you said, the cage match. That sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've done it before, so yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a solid episode of NXT overall. But, but who's um, the, it, who, who's the? I'm, I'm kind of forgetting right now. Who's the number one contender for? For the um, WWE champion, no, I mean Alistair for that. Black. Yeah, for Alistair Black. Um, you know, I'm kind of forgetting is, is like... <laughs> No, no, but you're you're right because like I, I feel like the the whole storyline with Ricochet and Velveteen, I feel like that is kind of part of that. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like they were fighting to be number one contender, and it got you know they they kind of have been facing their hurdles. So oh, it's I feel like oh, that. Oh no, you fucking dweebs. Like, <laughs> I'm, I, have no I, I think it's undecided yet. I, I think they don't know who the under the, the number one contender is, because uh-huh. I, I saw Alistair Black in a like in a vignette. But I mean, I don't know. I, I think isn't he supposed to come out next week? That he might. He oh. might, and they might. Because because to because uh, to be honest, I'm not gonna lie. I forgot because like the the whole Gargano. Champa like plot has been so like overpowering to the point where I forgot yeah. about that whole like the the Alistair Black thing, which is kind of a shame because you know like he's dope, but like clearly they kind of wrote themselves into a corner where this storyline is so big that it kind of transcends the title. So yeah. you got to give it the time it deserves. And uh, Alistair Black, he's not going to the main roster anytime soon. Like not that he doesn't deserve it, but because he still has a lot to do in NXT, I feel. So 
they probably know that. They're like, well, before one of them goes up to, you know, because I've been hearing rumors about uh, Gargano going to SmackDown. Well, I think Br- Br- Daniel Bryan said that with, before he moved, he was trying to get Gargano to SmackDown. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I could see them doing no, that. I, or I heard that also, yeah. I, um. So, I don't know. Well, they're, they're probably trying to do this before they, they move up. So, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, um, but any other takeaways, like, from other promotions? Like, did you any anything that you might have heard of that went over my head? Let me see. Uh, we talked about All In selling out last week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then I forgot to watch Being the Elite this week. Uh, um. I can't think of nothing off the top of my head right now that anything big that happened. Yeah, like I know that there's some. I know uh, I know Keith Lee is going, supposed to show up soon just, in WWE. Yeah, yeah. My dude, um, like the so this other podcast I listen to, uh, Nerds Without Pants. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a weird I mean, time. Been on but, there a couple times. Yeah, yeah. It's a dope podcast, but um, the the host of that podcast, Julian Titus. Shout out to Julian. He's good friends with Keith Lee because Word. he like. The, the promotion that Keith Lee was in, like one of the independent promotions is in Texas. And I think Keith Lee's from there. Mm. So like he, he's like been homies with Keith Lee and they'll talk all the time about, you know, cause Keith Lee's big into Dragon Ball and he's big into video games. Like Keith Lee, like one of his finishers is like the spirit bomb. Yeah. So, you know, like they're, they're, uh, they're pretty close. So it's kind of cool. Cause you know, like I think Ember Moon is from that same promotion too. Mm-hmm. So like he, like met Ember Moon a couple of times before she came up and now she's big. So, you know, uh, Keith Lee getting like, you know, it's it's just dope to see them start small and then blow up, you know, but I I think he, he, you know, he kind of fits that same lane as Cassius Ono where it's like, they're kind of, they're big, but they're, you know, they got power and they got some agility that you don't expect. So I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, I, I am also, man. I, I can't wait. Uh, T- TNA. NXT has been, um, they've been snagging up everybody, you know, with like a, they yeah. just give niggas blank checks, you know, it's like, hey, <laughs> like, <laughs> come through. Like, <laughs> yeah, and they did it kind of on the low, too, because yeah. like after, like, because I, I think I found out from Julian, like he, yeah. he mentioned it. So I looked it up and I couldn't find an official report on it. But it was around the same time that mm-hmm. uh, the other two of the four horsewomen started going to the performance center. Yeah. So, oh, also, maybe they, I f- we forgot to mention that uh, undisputed era uh, promo. Oh yeah, yeah, that they shit did. Have... Was funny as hell. Yo, I-, I gave Kyle O'Reilly a lot of shit, but he's funny as hell. Yeah, he's like, no, I didn't he... even know who he was. Like, only looking. I'm glad that they're having a tag team match, yo. I'm I'm really happy for them. Um, Oni Lorkin and uh, Danny Birch. Yeah. I think that's gonna be fun. Um, but yeah, Kyler O'Reilly, he's my dude, yo. Like, you know, cause he, you know, he shows a lot of personality without saying too too much. Um, yeah. like in his matches, he's a great storyteller. Cause like he'll do those things where, like, I, I forgot which match it was, but it, I think it was their last takeover match, but oh, where like he, he got his ass beat and then he tried to stand up and he kind of just like flailed out yeah, of the he's ring. Like, cool, so yeah. 
and it just fell out of the ring. <laughs> yeah, it's dope, yo. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, you know, like I, I was listening to Takas Jericho, like he's type one diabetic and I'm type one one diabetic as well. Yeah. So I, I was able to relate to him on a personal level oh, with that. Cool. Yeah. Cause like he was talking about all the shit he has to go through where it's like, you know, where it's like, oh, like he tries to make sure he's not low sugar during a match because that would fuck him up and yeah. you know, like stuff like that. That's the stuff that I wondered about where it's like, I was like, if I was to be a wrestler, like, could I even do it? Like are, are diabetics even allowed to wrestle? And he kind of answered all those questions I had. So I respect Kyro, Kyle O'Reilly for all that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, and I like all those guys. I hope Bobby Fish comes back and just like, and they just bring him in. I I don't want to see like some type of like breakup angle. Yeah, just just, just let it be. Just, uh, yeah. just let it be a four way. Like you know, I don't see why they would. Yeah. At least, at least now, but we'll see. And Adam Cole has a new shirt in the shop, and I'm gonna go ahead and buy that. You know, also buy our. Show. Oh yeah, uh, I didn't mention it at the beginning. I should have mentioned it at the beginning. We were on the front page of the. Uh, what you call it? Sports and Rec page on uh, on oh, yes, iTunes yes, for the podcast. Yes, that was dope. I think yeah. that's what I was forgetting. Yeah, <laughs> like we like, when we were talking about just like what to bring up. But yeah, that was that was epic. Like I did not expect that. So yeah, yeah. I don't know what metrics they're using, but you know, good shit. Thanks for listening. And yeah, keep I appreciate listening. you guys. You know, I appreciate everybody listening, man. You know, we you know, we out here. We ain't perfect, but you know, we we doing our thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're just keeping it real, rambling and shit, you know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, you got anything else before we head out? Nah, I'm, I think we're squared up. Uh, uh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, weekly shout out, shout outs to the uh, the Overslam Wrestling Group, man. I love y'all. You know, it's a great take mm-hmm. wrestling takes in there. Uh, shout out to the Barbershop Mentality Group. Uh, they they still dickheads. Uh. You know, uh, <laughs> they they just roast everything. Uh, <laughs> what you call it? Uh, yeah, they was they was like, I can't wait to hear Smart Mentality this week, so you can hear them roast Raw for that shitty ass <laughs> Bobby Lashley segment. So you know, yeah. we got ho- hopefully we 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 did it justice. You know, uh, the roasting. You know that mm-hmm. is. Uh, so yeah, shout out to both those groups, man. Um, we were active in both. Uh, you know, make sure y'all y'all check out the shirts. We got the shirts. We got a we just the barbershop mentality uh podcast network. We signed a deal with Amazon, so they're gonna be distributing all the different podcast shirts for us. Uh, so that's good. Uh, anything else before we before I dip? No, nope, ready to go. All right, man. Yo, appreciate y'all. Smart mentality podcast. Peace out. Later.